This is Kendra Cerrone, number eight from the BHSU volleyball team, and you're listening to Inside the Hive. Welcome to Inside the Hive. Today we're talking track and field with the Jackets just hosting the Yellow Jacket Holiday Open this last weekend and BHSU basketball hosting Western and Fort Lewis. First up is head track and field coach Seth Miske. Coach, how you doing? Doing well. Good, good. So uh, what was it like to host the first track meet at home? It's uh, become a tradition, you know, here certainly with the facility we have and the area schools that, that like to come here and compete. So it's something our kids look forward to. You know, we start in mid-September, early September, and we're doing track for three months before we get a chance to to put a uniform on and compete. So it's definitely a good thing. It's a positive uh, scenario for our kids, and they certainly look forward to it. And it gives us an opportunity to understand where our fall training cycles have put us uh, in a competitive setting, and um, you know, we can kind of move forward from there. So it's always good to see where they're at. Good. So how many teams made it uh, this weekend? Well, there were three uh, teams and then some stragglers from uh, a couple other squads. So I think four teams were represented, four universities represented, but uh, in reality, it was three teams and, and a couple others from, from uh, another school. So, so not, not a bad turnout for the first uh, event of the year, I should say. Yeah, well, that's what we expect typically here. Um, and, uh, and it's not, like I said, it's not a bad thing. It's not overwhelming for our new kids. Um, it's a pretty relaxed situation, and, and that's not a bad place to be able to get in there and compete and see what you got going on. So what were some of the highlights from the track meet outside of having to uh, jerry-rig the high jump pit? <laughs> we, yeah, we had uh, we had some things there that we had to kind of overcome, um, and luckily, you know, we did and, and made it work out for the kids, and nobody got um, the worst of it, you know, necessarily relative to that. So efforts were still attained, and, and competition was still a good one. Um, so you know, all in all, for us as a team, certainly got some eyes on some kids that uh, you know, new 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 people, freshmen, uh, first years to kind of see how they operate at, in a collegiate setting. And, uh, they did well, uh, for the most part. And I think they're excited about, Hey, you know what, at the end of the day, this is just another track meet. And I've done these plenty of times before in my life. So, you know, if I can take that attitude into this thing, um, moving forward, then it's not going to be as big a deal as I thought it was going to be, you know? So those, those are talks you have, you know, moving into and getting ready for something like that with, with some of those newcomers. But, um, you know, some of them are just, barrel chested and they want to get in there and just mix it up no matter what's going on or who they think they are or who they're competing against you know and then there's others that you kind of kind of have to talk it into and make it make it make sense to them you know in right. terms of hey you're you're good you're solid you need to believe this and it's again at the end of the day it's another track meet and you know how to do this you exactly know? So, you're good at it you're here for a reason yeah just exactly, believe yeah. in that no doubt about it so i would say highlights um you know kyla Savell you know, certainly has been an elite level performer the last two or three years in the throwing events and certainly produced that again. Um, two provisional marks, one in the shot, one in the weight. I think she's top top 10 right now in the shot in the country and top 12 in the weight throw. So, you know, early on, obviously, and she has plenty more in the tank uh, relative to what she was able to do on the weekend. But it was good to kind of see where things are. We had a couple of hiccups with her from an injury standpoint this fall, and it's good to see she's able to come through that and, and look like, you know, like we know what we're doing and, and we'll be able to move forward from there. Um, the other group of throwers did solidly uh, on, the, on the women's side. You know, all three freshmen got in there. I think they all PR'd in the shot put, uh, all PR'd in the weight, although the weight's something they're still learning. Um, Rand Fuller had a nice double there in the 60 and the two, and then she ran a 4 by 4 leg um, on that side, on the guy's side. 
Um, you know, uh, Mason Sartain ran a good 60 and a two right in there in the mix, uh, relative. And then, uh, you know, we just kind of banged it around with some other kids in some other places, uh, to see what was going on. So, you know, in track meet, it's, you know, it's not going to go perfect, <laughs> you right. know, no matter how much you think it would or should or could. Uh, so you got to take the good with the good and, and, uh, work on the bad, you know, yep. and that's just the way it is. It's going to, that's the way it's going to be the rest of the year. We're going to have some good stuff. We're going to have some bad stuff and, uh, trying to, you know, minus or limit the bad, um, and turn it more into good is, is the goal. Right. I mean, it's that to track me, like you said, that there's just so many moving parts and it's not mm-hmm. only moving parts for like an hour or two hours. It's moving parts for all day. So yeah. that just makes no, it that much harder. They aren't, they aren't a quick little hit, you know, as far right. as competitive effort goes, you know, it's, it's a long day. You got to make sure that you're, if you're a double event or thir- three event person that you are preparing for each event that you're going to have to do that day. And, uh, that takes some mental strength there. Um, that takes some practice, you know, mm-hmm. from time to time. And, um, so to be able to get in there and perform and, and have your body ready when your name is called or when the gun goes off in that scenario of a, of a six hour, seven hour day, you know, it takes some, takes some work. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so you're talking about, you know, getting the student athletes to believe in what they're doing, to know that they're good at what they're doing, uh, with the freshmen coming in, the people who may not be, or the student athletes that may not be used to competition like this, uh, what's your approach to them to be, to you know, have them believe that they are good at this and have them believe that they can do this, uh, on their own and with coaching. Yeah. It's, um, it's kind of a give and take scenario. You know, you, you learn them all fall, you know, through the recruiting process. And once they get here, um, you know, most kids that we get here, were pretty good at their high school, you know, if not the best at their high school, maybe even, you know, state qualifiers, state champions, you know, different levels of good. Um, and, most people come to the next level thinking that, hey, you know, I was the bee's knees where I came from, you know, and I'm going to continue to be the bee's knees here. And so oftentimes it's a bit of an eye opener, you know, to a lot of kids. Right, yeah. You know, it was to me my first year in at, at college trying to understand, you know, what I brought to the table and compared to my teammates and, you know, the conference we were in, all those things. So it's like, hey, um, at the end of the day, it's are you going to work hard enough to be where you want to be? And no matter where you're starting, uh, are you going to work hard enough to get the stuff done you want to get done? And so as long as they understand that and, and uh, you know, can take a peek at the goals that they wrote down early in the fall and say, okay, here's our process to get to these. Are we on track with this? Does it make sense? Are you feeling weird at any point in time when you, when you get in the ring or when you get on the track in the blocks? Is there something that's messing with you? If there is, let's talk about it. Let's try to come up with a plan to fix it, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, it really just is kind of making them comfortable as they can be going into, and then in all honesty, utilizing some of that nerve, you know, uh, nervousness and, and energy and excitement and adrenaline, but in a good way, you know, can you channel it? Can you make it work for you as opposed to working against you? Right. Instead of being nervous and having that impede on you, it's about, you know, having that being a driving factor instead of a takeaway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you mean to tell me that you weren't just the ultimate stud muffin from your freshman (laughs) year in college? No, sir. <laughs> and I am freely admitting that without a doubt. So you're talking about Kyla Sabo. I could tell you that I was taking pictures when she was throwing in. I almost got hit and I was standing behind the barriers. I mean, she is absolutely amazing at what she does. Can you tell us a little yeah. bit more about watching her progress through her college uh, career? Yeah, yeah. You know, out of high school, it was... Came from the same high school um, as Madison McLaughlin, who was a national champ for us here. You know, um, yeah, my fifth year here, my first year here was her first year here. And, 
you know, she was able to move things forward. And really, we really had a good throwing group at that point. You know, we got some other ladies in there and a couple guys, and and uh, it was a fun time to kind of back up another strength um, or area of strength for the program before I got here. You know, throws were pretty pretty cool and pretty good. Um, so to see that established um, early on in that my time here, and now we're kind of back to that again, you know, with a good, solid, elite-level person, and then some young ones are going to try to work up to that. You know, it's, it's, it's an ebb and flow to a certain degree, but, um, you know, she came out of Wall, South Dakota, you know, pretty much highly touted. I mean, she's a very good shot putter and had a nice fast arm in the, in the, in the discus, um, had never done obviously the weight or the hammer throw. Those two events are brand new to her as well as the javelin. We've kind of dabbled in the javelin with her, but, um, for the most part when coming in like that, where you've got some stuff, the shot and the disc weights don't change for females. Okay. So they throw the same, uh, distance uh, or excuse me, the same weight. Um, an implement that they threw in high school, they throw it in college, and then they throw it in the Olympics, the same scenario where the guys get bumped up, you know, from high school to college. So um, having her get in and, you know, get in with with Coach Fields, um, who was our previous assistant here, really got her locked in, you know, from a weight room standpoint and just a dedication standpoint. Um, and it's benefited her, certainly. And she's absorbed that. She's attacked that mentality. You know, it's easy to, in high school just to kind of go with the flow and be pretty dang good because you're just naturally, you know, talented. Uh, you know, she anchored their four by one at the state meet her senior year. You know, you don't see too many throwers doing that. So she had some other things in the tank there, which were pretty cool to learn about. But, um, you know, learning the weight, she, she took that fairly quickly took on that fairly quickly and it, and then the hammer is kind of you know the, the comparable outdoor event so uh, the shot and disc were good the hammer and, and the weight got good pretty quickly and so now you've seen a nice progression of her just getting more and more comfortable with um, being dynamic in the ring relative to her her glide her, her shot put move and then uh, being able to move that ball and the weight around herself at faster rates with more energy so um, it, it's something that you know you see progressed out year after year, different people after different people. Um, and you know, when you put someone in the ring that, that has what she has physically going on, then usually, you know, if things are done well and in sequence, the good things are going to happen. Perfect. Yeah. She, uh, like you said, wall South Dakota and I instantly stopped listening because there are rivals back in high school. Bitter, bitter rivals, bitter rival. But no, uh, no, she's been excellent throughout the entire time that she's been here or that Madison was here. And then, um, now that Kyla is here to kind of fill in that gap of, you know, an absolute stud yep. of a thrower. Yep. That's been amazing to watch her progress as well. Yep. So shifting gears a little bit here, um, Christmas break is coming up. So what does that mean for your student athletes as they go home? Uh, is there a, a training process for them over the break? Uh, what do you expect from them as coach? Uh, more of the same, you know, trying to maintain a fitness level over the holiday break is really uh, kind of a make or break scenario for a lot of our student athletes, you know, certain events can kind of get away with not doing as much over break and still come back and get back to it pretty quickly. But some of those folks that they go home, eat mom's cooking, sit on the couch for three weeks, it's kind of over physiologically, they got to hit the reset button when they come back. And you don't want to put yourself in that position. You know, you've worked all, all fall, you put in, you know, long hours, you've worked hard, you're in a pretty good spot right now physically. So let's maintain that as best we can. So when we come back in January, we're ready. It'll still take, you know, a couple of weeks to kind of get the rust off a little bit relative to some of those things. But um, we'll still be able to be competitive as we want to be or can be, you know, by the time conference indoor rolls around. And that's the goal. So we send uh, Coach Anderson, Kellen, our weight room guy, strength and conditioning coordinator, he'll send the, the weight room stuff to him. 
on Monday, and we'll send our conditioning pieces and, and running workouts and some technical things to them on Monday as well. And then it's on them uh, from Monday through, you know, the time they come back uh, to make sure they're getting those workouts in. And uh, like I said, maintaining and, you know, ideally increasing their fitness mm-hmm. level to a certain degree. They may be taking some time off technically, you know, if it's a jumping event or if they're hurdlers or throwers, maybe they can't do as much of that technical work as they were doing in the fall. But um, that stuff usually doesn't leave you too too quickly. You know, you'll be able to find that pretty, pretty fast when you come back. But physically, if you let it go there, then, then it's a double whammy when we come back and it's hard to come back from that. Right. So, uh, speaking of coming back, you actually get to host another meet that's next, uh, next on the schedule, uh, which is the Merle Hansen open. Does it change anything with hosting two home meets to start off the season? No, uh, we actually host first three of ours are home meets. Then we got the Dave Little the next weekend. Oh, that's correct. Yeah. So, yeah. So we bang out three in a row. And uh, again, like I said, with a facility like we have, you have to take advantage of that. You know, we have zero excuses around here. Outdoor track is great. Indoor track is great. Strength conditioning, the weight room is fantastic. So we don't have any excuses facilities wise. You know, if we're not getting it done, it's somewhere else that we're missing. Um, But at least it takes that out of the equation that possibility mm-hmm. out of the equation. So um, we enjoy hosting. The the, the uh, facility sets up really well for, for meets. There's good energy in the building. Uh, I think our kids enjoy competing at home. You know, we're not traveling as much indoors as we do outdoor. We're not missing class as much as we indoors as we do outdoors. So uh, there's some benefits certainly to being able to, be able to host like we do. Um, and we get certainly outside of our our geographical area during the indoor season to kind of find some different people and some different facilities to get after and, and make it feel like we're, we're competing in different spots. But, um, you know, I've never felt like being here has been a hindrance, you know, and, and, and having to, not having to, but, but, uh, maintaining a three to five meet, you know, home meet indoor schedule. It's, it's something that I think we, um, again, we take advantage of number one and we feel good about number two. Right. Uh, we're one of what, three schools, I think that, is in the RMAC that has an indoor track facility. Is that correct? Well, there's, <laughs> it's debatable. There's four tracks right now in the conference that are 200 meter um, flat tracks. And then there's two tracks out there that are short tracks, meaning they're, they're shorter than 200 meters, but you can still compete on them. Okay. Um, so in all honesty, there's, there's six in the league, um, but we've now mandated that um, the track must be 200 meters to be able to host a conference championship on. Okay. So we will be one of the four of those schools um, that will be hosting and rotating that indoor conference championship throughout, you know, the foreseeable future. So we'll be hosting conference indoor once every four years, basically, maybe more than that. Just depends on the other facilities. If they feel like they want to host that year, or if they don't, it's really up to the school. And if, it, if they don't, then it would get bumped down to the next person in the rotation. So, oh, okay. um, so it'll be good because we, we enjoy hosting conference championships up here. Um, you know, again, I think we do a good job. I think facility sets up nicely for it. Um, and you know, from all I've heard from the other coaches and to a certain degree, the other, other athletes minus the trip up here for some, uh, you know, from, yeah. from down there, um, I think they enjoy what we have here and, um, feel like they can get up here and produce some things that will give them a chance to be the best they can be. Awesome. Yeah. And speaking of, uh, conference meets, we get to host the outdoor this year. Yes, that will be a big one. That That's, will be a big yes. one. There's always twice as much to do outside when you host as there is indoor, it seems. And then you're always crossing your fingers with the weather bug. Um, but uh, again, you know, it sets up well. Uh, we're going to have some different things going on, I think, that are going to make it uh, feel a little bit different than the last time we hosted. Um, and again, same scenario. I think a lot of the coaches enjoy our outdoor track, just the facility, the site. Um, and uh, I think they're going to be anxious to get up here and get after it again. 
Absolutely. All right, Coach. Well, we look forward to talking with you a little bit more um, after we take this nice little deserved break. Uh, Anyway, we'll be right back with head women's basketball. Don't go anywhere. Your loved ones deserve the utmost comfort when visiting Spearfish. If you're looking for the perfect place to get the family together, the Spearfish Holiday Inn and Convention Center has the most updated and comfortable rooms in town. Make your reservations today at the Spearfish Holiday Inn and Convention Center. And we're back with women's basketball head coach Mark Nori. Coach, how you doing? Doing good, thank you. Yourself? Was, it, was that a was that a dig at my radio voice? <laughs> Not this time, no. I'll try to get into my. There, how's that? Better? Uh, that's perfect. All we'll, right, we'll keep let's talking go from like there. This. That right. won't annoy anyone. All right, <laughs> we so, can we can nix that out of there. Yeah, I think right. we'll, okay. we'll yeah okay. we'll, nix that. Uh, yeah. yeah, okay. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, for sure. Good so, to see you. Good to see you too. Thank you. So, uh, started um, the home schedule this last weekend with a sweep. What does that mean for team morale? Oh, it's huge. Uh, it's huge to be home. I can't tell you. You know, we've been on the road for the last month and a half and, you know, just go constantly. And we haven't had a lot of practices. So just the fact that we're able to be home and, and be able to practice and, you know, kind of correct some of the things. I mean, there's a lot of newness to this team. And, you know, it's a matter of just kind of getting everyone on the same page. And when you don't practice, it's really hard to do. And it really came through in their performance on Friday and Saturday. They really uh, did a nice job defensively and really brought great team spirit to the to both nights. Good. You know, for a second there, I thought you were going to complain about going to Hawaii and we were going to have some words. You know, you're still stuck on that because I, you, we, I tried sticking in the suitcase, but uh, you weighed over, <laughs> on, over the 50 pounds, so we got in trouble. You call me fat now? Is that, <laughs> my goodness. Walked into that one, I guess. <laughs> so I'm well, saying, I'm saying your your muscle weighs more than fat. Uh, uh, you're just jacked. Uh-huh. You're nice, yoked. Nice is what they say. Yoked. I guess. I'm farthest from yoked. Half, uh, I would say, yoked adjacent. Maybe. <laughs> no, come on, <laughs> give yourself some credit. All right, moving on. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So, uh, what a game on Friday against Western Colorado. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about? That game, yeah, we we matched up really well. I mean, both teams. I think that them and and us are kind of similar in in our approach to the game. We're both really physical, like to play hard, like to compete. Um, I would say, you know, looking at it, they were looking to kind of find their identity too, and for us, probably a little bit along the same lines because because of the newness. But I thought it was a really well matched. Uh, team and both both uh them and us I, I just felt like it was you know uh, a game that that uh really could have gone either way but you know it was a game for us to really I thought having to make plays in a game like that and then making the plays the timely plays when we needed to I mean we had to get big stops we had to make you know didn't score a lot but you know the the the, the buckets that we needed they they came through and really um I felt like that that focus um, that we had to get those those points when we needed were were huge, and I mean it's a it's a big it's a game too that you can gain a lot of confidence in or with. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just uh, coming off of a win in general gives you that confidence, but it a win like that yeah. is what you needed. I feel like it's just fun to be in that game, and these guys like to be in those games too. It's just it's it's a uh, you know you, you you have to have the right mindset going into it and. You know, they, they kind of understood the situation, too, and, 
and you know you can stay in the present and and just do what you need to do do your job which they did or you know you can get psych yourself out on that stuff and they just did a fantastic job of of having the right mindset awesome and uh we're going to be talking with ashley beacom after this uh what uh you said newness newness yep what uh yeah define yeah what are you meaning by newness? so a lot of um so so returner is probably in new roles um you kind of seen it you're speaking with with ashley beacom i mean you know her role is more of a you know score and and just kind of facilitator that way um leader um but you know you look at all these the returners i mean just new roles and danica and, and davis and and uh you know megan and and on and on uh, and, and then along with, you know, we have a, a, a bunch of new uh, freshmen and, and then Cami as a, as a uh, transfer, um, just trying to get everyone caught up. I mean, early when we started playing, we practiced. It was like having two teams, and we had to kind of cater to one team that knew, you know, a lot what was going on and then the other team that didn't, didn't really have a clue yet. And, but they're, they're really doing a good job of kind of, you know, um, getting caught up, and I feel like this, the returners are doing a nice job of kind of pulling them along and getting them caught up too. Right, absolutely. So uh, you have two student athletes on your team that are Native American, and during uh, the Fort Lewis game, yeah. we, that was awesome, wasn't it? That was amazing. Yeah, um, we hosted the Native American that was awesome. uh, yeah. recognition night. Yeah. So what does it mean to the team and to the student-athletes, um, Ashley Davis and Raven Knoyer? Yeah. What does it mean to them to have that uh, kind of a night? You know, it kind of honestly is, uh, you know, we had them. They, they spoke with the team kind of and, and talked about how important it was to them and just how appreciative they were that we had a night that they were able to be honored and in that way because it just doesn't happen enough or doesn't happen at all, you know, and, um, you know, it kind of it gets you, you know, kind of teary eyed too, just thinking about like how much it meant to them, you know, and, and, uh, it was a huge night. Um, yeah, we played well, we played hard. We had kids that, that really, um, you know, got our offense going, all that stuff. But most importantly, I mean, it was just a night to, to honor those Native Americans and just kind of see a different culture and, and go through that. It was, it was really cool. And I think there was a lot of really positive feedback amongst the community and uh, just a, a great thing to be a part of. And, and I was very happy for, for Ashley and Raven. Mm-hmm. And what I love about it is it's tying the community members together. It's tying the uh, campus as well. Yeah. And then also athletics on top of that, because yeah. there's sometimes that separation between athletics and campus. And this one, we brought down student orgs, uh, people that represented Native American students on campus to the game and said, hey, we want you to be there. We want you to be in the spotlight. And that's what I love about it. And they brought their A game. I mean, we had the uh, um, traditional dance and not only just a traditional dance, there was three type of dancers. And I didn't know that that was a thing. I didn't know that, um, you know, the the different styles were there. And just being able to experience that yeah. and be taught some things that I didn't even know. Yeah. And I've lived in South Dakota my entire life. Yeah. So that was a great thing to see. And yeah. I'm happy that uh, Raven and Ashley were both excited about it and happy to be a part of the game. Me too. Yeah. 
All right. So last question for you, Coach. Uh, what is the goal heading into this weekend? <laughs> Obviously, the win is the biggest goal. But this weekend, you're headed all the way down to uh, Colorado Mesa and Westminster. Mm. And that's a long trip. Yeah. So, hey, what hey, do you do to start off? We have prepared ourselves all year for this moment. We, it's a short trip compared to what we've been through. No, it, Are you complaining about going to Hawaii? Here we go again. Oh, my gosh. Shut her down. <laughs> no, I. Uh, these are two uh, games against two upper-tier teams that have a lot of experience. And going into it, you know, I, I want our team to have the confidence and the belief um, to, to get it done. Um, I want to play well. Uh, I want to go in. Obviously, we want to win. Uh, but but I want this team to understand how good we are and, and what we're capable of. And um, I, I would say it's a great measuring stick for us and just for them to kind of realize, you know, hey, we, we belong. And, and uh, you know, I, I think that, the, the greenness to, you know, the newness to the freshmen and things. A lot of these guys, it's a deer in headlights. You know, a lot of things that they, they don't understand the league, they don't understand going to Grand Junction and going to, you know, Westminster and, and Salt Lake. You know, the 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 level that that we're, we're capable of or need to be at. And so, you know, I think the upperclassmen have been doing a good job and I expect them to do a good job this weekend for them to kind of get – our young kids, our new kids ready for this experience because, you know, we're going down there with the right mindset and we're going down there with a lot of confidence and, and uh, you know, I, I really feel like we're, we're right there. But, uh, you know, we're going to have to bring it. We have to bring our A game and, and uh, it's a great test for us, um, you know, once again. And, uh, but I, I do think that this team has a lot of adversity. They deal with adversity pretty well and especially the travel part, you know, I think we've kind of, they, they've kind of prepared themselves for yeah. that, for that, but you know, it's, it's a mindset and that's kind of our biggest focus right now is yeah. that having the right mindset. Well, and that's one thing we talked about in one of your first interviews was just the travel difference between being in high school and being in college. I mean, obviously we're not a D1 that has to do cross country travel right now, but the travel we're doing is still 13 hours, 14 hours in some cases to get to where we need to be to play and we're expected to get off the bus and play is the mindset they need to have. Yeah. And being prepared for that is the biggest key as far as starting the game, right. I feel. Right. Yep. I, I do think, though, I, I just want to say, too, like our assistant coaches, you know, with Hope Bonlander, um, Hallie Bussey, they, they kind of they carry the torch with all this stuff. I mean, the, the there's a lot of stuff that goes into itineraries and food orders and, and having stuff ready and – you know, so they do, I mean, pretty much all that stuff. And so um, th it's good having them a part of this, too. I mean, mm -hmm. we might have to get those 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 ladies on here and visit <laughs> them, too. You'd love them. They're oh, I've been trying to talk uh, Hope into getting interviewed, but she doesn't. Well, she says that's the reason you get paid the big bucks. Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> wait, there's 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 some truth to that but but the the yeah the big bucks i don't know about that <laughs> but but uh definitely uh it's it's uh for them though i mean you just get an understanding of what they go through i think that would be really good for oh absolutely for everyone to kind of hear that absolutely and i mean you got to think about you know you're saying itineraries you not only are you trying to herd uh you know women that are freshly out of high school 
and uh, you know trying to keep everything in order, you're also having to keep the me hotel. Well, yes, yeah, yeah. you trying to full time job. Well, honestly, it's probably about yeah. equal trying to keep the entire team, yeah. you know, going to the right spot and then keeping track of you is probably it's, about equal. And they just do so much. <laughs> they have to be. They have to. Yeah, they do so much. So I mean, uh, hotels. I'm lucky that way. Food. Yeah. All that stuff. There's a lot that goes into there it, is. Coach. It, there is, and and uh, you know, just to get an understanding of that would be a a, a good good eye opener. Yeah, it would. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So. All right, Coach. Well, we wish you the best of luck this weekend, Thank and you. look forward to talking to you next week about a couple wins. Hopefully, awesome. Awesome. Thank All you. All right, we'll Appreciate be back it. with more inside the hive right after this. Heard you word of mouth that uh, Joe and Karen were looking at retiring and. My wife and I looked into it and decided we wanted to do something different. I knew the business would work by visiting with Joe and Karen, looking at things, but I needed a bank. I went and visited with Pioneer Bank and set it up the way we wanted, and I mean, everything worked. So they've been great. The rest of history, here I am. <laughs> Pioneer Bank and Trust is local. Welcome back to Inside the Hive. We are joined by Ashley Beacom. Ashley, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Oh, not too bad. So, uh, what is it like playing in front of a crowd again now that we're able to have crowds back at home? Uh, it's so great. I love playing at home. I missed it a lot with our big crowd. We get a lot of support. It's really nice. Yeah, uh, you know, just being able to make noise and not just have you know, music or just silence happening at that time. It, I, I, would just, I would just get in my own head if that happened to me. Yeah, it really changes the whole atmosphere. It brings a lot of energy to us, um, like big plays. Uh, even when we're down, the crowd really lifts us up. It's really mm -hmm. nice. Yeah, I remember there was a couple times uh, during COVID where, you know, a big play would happen and you wouldn't even know. Like, yeah. you would hear the team cheer a little bit, but that would be it. The rest of the time it was just silence and that was one of the most deafening sounds I've ever heard was you know something great happens and it was just dead silent yeah it's really hard in a big gym when there's only like 10 people cheering so mm -hmm. I love having our home crowd back changes oh, the yeah. game a lot <laughs> I bet I bet so with new faces on the team uh what is it like welcoming new teammates I love it. I love all of our new players. Uh, they bring a lot of energy and excitement, and there's a lot of teaching moments that need to happen, but we're working through that, and, you know, we all get along really well. So it's been Good. a lot of fun so far. So those teaching moments, is it uh, just like, hey, this is how we need to process this, or is it almost trying to teach them a mentality that is needed by a collegiate athlete because obviously being a collegiate athlete is much different than being a high school athlete. Yeah, I think it's kind of both. Um, Coach Nori gets on us a lot for having the right mentality and always being in it and being mentally tough, which is a really big thing. Um, but it's also a lot of telling them where to go and figuring out the plays and stuff, but they're doing a really great job. Good, good. So with that being said, um, let's move on to your game on Saturday. You were playing lights out. I'm just going to come out <laughs> and say you were playing lights out. What was your mentality during that game? Were you even um, present as far as knowing just what your stats were? Or were you just like, I'm going to play this game and I'm going to play it to the best of my ability? Um, 
so I came into the game. I actually didn't make a shot, I don't think, in warm-up. <laughs> and then <laughs> I made the first three in the game. I was open, and I shot them. And then I got into foul trouble. So I was really antsy on the bench, and I was just ready to go then again in the second half. Um, I just love playing and competing, so... Oh, okay. So it wasn't like, a, oh, man, if I shoot this three, I get, you know, these points. It's, no, I'm just going to play this because I want to do better. And you were saying that you were antsy on the bench. What What is your cure for that, I guess? Is it just get out there and play, or is it? do you have, like, a calming technique that you do while you're on the bench or anything like that? Um, no, I just try to, like, cheer as loud as I can for my teammates on the floor and stay hyped, get the bench excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're kind of the cheerleader for the for the team on the bench. I try to be. Good, good. No, because, you know, being antsy, I do that when we're getting ready for productions and things. And, you know, pregame, I'm sitting there, I'm snapping my fingers. I'm, you know, just I look like I'm tweaking out, to be honest, behind the <laughs> mixer. But uh, it's just, I don't know, there's something about it. And if you can harness that energy and use it for good, that's going to make the difference, I feel like. I don't know what it's like as a student athlete, but I would just assume that it's somewhat similar yeah it's it's very similar to that when you use it to like be excited for your team and have fun then it's way better than just holding it all in and becoming nervous and just in your head Mm -hmm. yeah staying out of your head I think is the biggest key on that one yeah so you are going down to Colorado Mesa and Westminster this weekend what is the main goal going into those games obviously a win but you know outside of that (laughs) Well, they're always two tough teams to play. Um, So I think that our main goal would probably just to be like keeping up our defensive intensity that we had last weekend, Um, like holding teams to lower points than they usually average is something that we like to do. And that really helps us a lot to win games. Yeah, it takes (laughs) the wind out of their sail. They're not you know, they're being held back from what they think they're capable of. So I yeah. like that. But, well, thank you so much for joining us, Ashley. And we look forward to uh, cheering you guys on while you're away. And we'll see you back here on the 18th and 19th. Yeah, thank you. All right, thank you. We'll be right back after this. Your vehicle is the lifeline to work and play. Finding your next upgrade can be complicated and expensive. You shouldn't settle for a vehicle at a random sales lot. Choose a dealer who guides you to a better decision. For over 90 years, the people at Junix and Spearfish have helped countless people like you make better vehicle decisions. Click on the link to see what's available, then schedule a test drive to see what's possible with Junix Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram on West Jackson in Spearfish. Welcome back to Inside the Hive. Right now I'm sitting with head men's basketball coach, Ryan Thompson. Coach, how you doing? Doing well. How are you, Colton? Doing well. Say, what a weekend, huh? Yeah, you know, it's, first of all, just exciting to play basketball at home in front of people. Uh, had a great turnout this weekend and then, um, you know, come away with two wins and, and have, uh, you know, a couple really uh, remarkable performances in that first game from both teams um, with, with Matthew Ragsdale and Joel Scott, each scoring 50-plus on uh, Friday. And then, you know, Fort Lewis being a team that's right there to contend for a conference championship and us being able to, you know, come away on the right side of that. So exciting to be at home, exciting to get away with two wins and, and like the direction our team's headed in. 
Awesome. So, you know, you kind of hit on all the big points there. Uh, what does this mean coming back from, you know, this the last couple of games before then, not really going your way? These wins were important. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, so started, you know, we're zero and zero going into this past weekend. And, um, you know, I've, looking across the conference, anyone's going to be able to beat anybody in our conference on any given night. Um, you know, so for us to be two and zero and be sitting in, in a tie for first place after one weekend is right where we want to be. Um, and I think the, you know, one thing we took away is that, you know, we lost a couple of close non-conference games early in the year and, and, but learned some things about our team. And I think we don't do that if we're playing and you know some NAI schools or you know easier competition and and don't get tested in the way that we did so you know I think we we learned some things you know in our non-conference schedule and and um, we're better in late game situations this past weekend and and um, you know that's a credit to our guys from from learning from some mistakes that we made in some situations in the non-conference games and and um, you know learning and, and adjusting and growing you know this past weekend. So the finish was the biggest part of this weekend, correct? I mean, it was. It seemed like you know a lot of teams could have just stopped at the third, uh, actually the halfway through the second half, I should say, um, and that would be the end of it, and they would lose the game. Whereas here, we didn't do that. We finished all the way up to the buzzer. Yeah, you know, I thought we, we had guys making winning plays late in games on both ends of the court. Uh, we didn't turn the ball over as much in these two games late in, in games and critical situations. And, uh, you know, got good looks, got good shots in, in some key possessions. And both games were really tight. And, um, you know, so for us to keep our composure and, and kind of understand what we need to do with the ball late in games. And then defensively, I think we, you know, made a few adjustments and timeouts and whatnot and our guys went out and executed it and, and that led to a couple big stops so um, you know really pleased with with just that situational play from our art guys and and um, the fact that we carried some things over from the previous weekend and you know that Fort Lewis game was tough in that I think we were up 12 in the second half and then you know they they went on a major run and we were then down by four in the second half you know so they go on a 16 you know point run and and um, you know a lot of teams will fade or you know kind of not come back from that when they have all the momentum so for us to you know withhold that run and and come back and finish it off it was it was nice to see yeah it just it never felt like the wheels were falling off the bus it felt like that they were always driving even on that uh uh, 16 point run you said um even on that run it never felt like they were starting to get down on themselves it wasn't anything like that so that was great to see um speaking of the players joel scott you talked about this early uh he had an amazing game on Friday and something that we probably won't see ever again. And we'll be talking to him here in a little bit. Can you tell us what it was like coaching him throughout that game? Well, you know, sometimes when you have someone that's as good of a player as he is, uh, you know, unfortunately, sometimes you take it for granted, you know, and you just kind of expect him to, to be, you know, I don't want to say perfect, but you expect him to, to play at such a high level, you know, all the time. And, and so you just kind of grow accustomed to that's just who he is, you know, and um, he, he affected that game, not only offensively and scoring, but made some plays for others and defensively made some major things happen, uh, was really good rebounding on the glass. And, and so, um, you know, he, he affected the game in many, many, many ways. And um, they, they kind of just lived and died with playing him 
one-on-one inside and and um, that's a recipe that we like so we just kind of kept going to him when when we figured out they weren't going to bring any help and and they didn't really have an answer for him and the matchup was was um, you know pretty easy for him to get good looks and and our guys continued to feed him the ball and and um, you know we're unselfish enough to not worry about the fact that you know, it was going through him every time in the second half. But, um, you know, he, he was watching it, reflecting back on the game and watching it on film. It was it was special to be a part of. And, you know, kudos to Joel breaking the school record and points scored and also broke, you know, scored a thousand points. And, you know, basically what should be less than two seasons. That's pretty remarkable for for him to accomplish. Right. No, he's uh, just fun to watch out on the court and uh the fact that he broke two records in one game and especially like you just said after basically two seasons going over a thousand points that is amazing um i do want to also point out that uh the uh western player was his uh, high school teammate is that correct yeah that is you know kid we recruited and had on campus for a visit and he was down to us in western and you know unfortunately for us he chose western in the fall but uh in the spring Joel was available after some other things fell through with some division one schools and uh, thankfully we got him but uh, you know uh, what a high school team that those guys were a part of Um, and and their coach Bill Benton uh, has a great program does a great job of not only coaching basketball but those guys are really prepared for life very mature when they got get to campus as high school freshmen and we actually have a kid from that same high school that's that signed for next year so we're, we're really excited about you know continuing that um kind of a recruitment tie there with Lewis Palmer High School out of Monument, Colorado. Perfect. All right, we're moving into this next weekend. You head on down south. It's going to be a little bit of a road trip, uh, playing Colorado Mesa and then going down to Westminster. What is the game plan for this weekend? Well, you know, they're going to test our toughness. Both teams are really physical. They both play extremely hard. They're both very good defensively. Um, you know, Colorado Mesa picked to win the conference, you know, I think preseason top five in the country, you know, they're, they're the cream of the crop right now in the RMAC the last couple of years. So, you know, I know our guys are going to be excited for it. It's going to be a great opportunity for us to see where we're at and see if we're a better team this weekend than we were last. Um, but, uh, you know, toughness will be key. Our ability to keep those guys in front of us as they do a great job driving, uh, the basketball and getting shots, uh, you know, in the paint, our ability to keep guys in front and then, um, you know, getting out and running and, and trying to find some areas where they're weak on defense. Cause they're, they're both teams are so good defensively that it's going to be hard for us to just, you know, get easy looks the whole night. Perfect. Well, it sounds like you got it all laid out, Coach, and we're going to be cheering you on, or at least I will be, from uh, Spearfish. Uh, Anyway, good luck this weekend, and we'll look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you, Colton. Appreciate it. All right, we'll be back with more Inside the Hive right after this. While you're visiting Spearfish, stop into Lucky's 13 for half-priced drinks and appetizers every weekday from 4.30 to 6. Need an exciting venue to host your next event? Look no further than our party room. Unwind at Lucky's 13, just off exit 14 in Spearfish. All right, and welcome back to Inside the Hive. Right now, I'm joined with Joel Scott. Joel, how you doing? Good, good. How are you? I'm doing well. Hey, how about that game on Friday, huh? Yeah, it was wild. It was crazy. Oh, <laughs> I was still man, having that trouble was believing so it. amazing <laughs> just watching you guys, and especially, you know, during the game, I'm kind of focused mm. on the production stuff, and so I look up at the stat board, and I had to do a double take. 
because this yeah. was closer towards the end of the game, and I was like, is that right? 50 points? <laughs> 50 points. What was it like, and what was going through your head during that game? I mean, honestly, I didn't, like, it's kind of like what you said. I didn't even realize it until, like, towards the end of the game. I kind of looked up, and I was like, wow. Like, I didn't realize it was that much. Like, I knew, like, I was kind of going a little bit. Like, I was feeling good, but I didn't realize it was quite 50. It wasn't like, that good. <laughs> yeah, it didn't, yeah, it didn't quite hit me. I was no, like, oh, dang. And it was just awesome to watch. It was a fun game to watch. Hmm. Um so in those situations, you said, yes, you were feel you felt like you were doing good. You were feeling okay. Yeah. Uh, what, what gets you in that mode of feeling like, yeah, tonight, tonight's going good. Tonight is going well. And like, can you explain that feeling to some of our listeners? I mean, I think it's, it's kind of like every night I try to do the same thing. It's like go out and play hard. But, uh, that night is just, I was, I felt like, like I said, really good. It was just weird. And like everything seemed to be going in and my teammates were over Like they were wanting to get me the ball. And so that's one thing like we try to do as a team. Like it's like, if one guy's feeling it, like, let's just try to go. Like, let's try to play through him. That'll open everything else up. And that night I was just really, I was going. So, <laughs> yeah, we talked to coach a little bit and, uh, it seemed like the defense didn't have an answer for you. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, it, they were still trying to go man to man on you, and so it. Uh, they were just trying to get you the ball, like you were saying. Your teammates were trying to get you the ball, yeah, just because they weren't really having much luck guarding you. Yeah, they, they just couldn't figure you out. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, when you can notice that in a defense, um, what's the best way to start pushing forward outside of just getting you the ball? Mm. What does the team like start to do as far as adjusting for that? I mean, it, it was kind of weird because that, that was the first time like a team's just like played straight up this year so far. And like I haven't gotten a double team. So I think it took a little bit for everyone to kind of adjust because we were so used to double team coming and kick out type thing. So in the second half, it was just like once I like one went in, it was just like, oh, I think we can just keep going. Like, <laughs> why not? And so and my teammates realized that and it was great. It was a good time. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah, so the uh, previous record was set at fit, or 46 points. Mm -hmm. You broke that. Not only that, you got your thousandth career point during that game. And yeah. this is after uh, technically two seasons. Yes. So how does that make you feel? It's awesome. It's a pleasure. I mean, it's it's really cool. I, I didn't even know it until uh, Saturday before Saturday's game. And uh, Sava Dukic came up to me and was like, bro, did you know you got your thousandth, thousandth point last night? I was like, I had no clue. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't even, didn't even hit me. But it's awesome. It's really cool to know that and see that happen. So Yeah, speaking of awesome, your high school teammate mm -hmm. was playing on the other team who scored 53 points that game yes. as well yeah so what was it like just having that camaraderie you know your opponents yeah. but at the same time you have that common ground mm. so what was it like playing against him and to finish the night with you at yeah. 50 and him at 53 it was awesome i mean honest i was pretty mad during the game i mean, <laughs> I mean no one wants anyone scoring 53 points especially like your high school teammate but i mean it is, it's awesome like he's a great player and he showed that he can do that and so it was really fun. I mean, after the game, we were joking around because, I mean, we talk every day. He's one of my best friends. Like, And so it was really, it was really cool just Good. to have that happen. So, Awesome. Well, you, uh, you guys head down to uh, Colorado Mesa, mm -hmm. and you head down to West, uh, Westminster after that. Yep. Uh, what is kind of the plan as far as uh, this game? Are you uh, coming off of the last win, you know, just gung-ho? Is there mm -hmm. something else that you're needing to focus on as a team? 
Uh, yeah. what, is, what is kind of the idea behind this weekend? I mean, we're feeling pretty good. We came off two good, good wins, um, but honestly, we got lock up on the defensive end. That's been the like focus of this week is we got to defend. Like, we got to defend better every possession. We can't have guys going off for 53 points. Like, <laughs> it's just not – that's not good. But if we just got to defend and lock up, and that will lead to great things on the offensive end, and it will just keep going, carry over. So Perfect. Well, hey, Joel, thank you for stopping by. Of and course. congratulations on the 1,000th point. Thank we you, look forward to you. seeing how you do through the rest of the season, and uh, we'll cheer you on as you go. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, that'll do it from Inside the Hive. Join us again next week. Uh, but the week following that, we're going to take a little break, and we're going to go into our Christmas break. Uh, be sure to uh, follow the Yellow Jackets. We have Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. And for everything BHSU Athletics 24-7, be sure to go to bhsuathletics.com. From all of us here at Inside the Hive, go Yellow Jackets. This has been a Black Hill State University Athletics production. Fear the sting.